Hey everyone, on this episode of Funnels, Clicks, and Conversions, we're going to be diving into the topic of AI and essentially what we know and have seen and some of the limitations and some of the capabilities here as of essentially January of 2023. So without further ado, we'll be talking about that today. And in case you are an existing listener, you're like, well, hey, where's the theme song and all that stuff? I'm going to be doing a little bit of an audible today. And part of that is because I'm going to be trying something out here for a while for a couple of reasons. Number one, to create content quickly. Don't worry about the intro music. And number two, to try to help serve those who are listening and, and curious about things. Let them know right up front what we're going to be talking about. So without further ado, we're just going to hop right into this. Uh, once again, thank you for coming out and listening. I truly appreciate it all. If I'm with you on your exercise run and or car ride, I'm excited to be with you as we dive into this topic. And potentially by now you will have... Well, you've probably heard maybe of ChatGPT3. We'll just spend a little bit of time talking about that and talking about some of the existing AI platforms that have been out there previously. The next episode, I'll be diving deeper into each, uh, into some of the ones that I have used in my business that I really do like and I, that I use with my clients and things of that nature. But I feel like it's important just to maybe have an episode just talking about AI and what it potentially means for you. As, as a small business owner, as a you know, small business owner, marketer, whatever it may be, you know, what does that mean for you? So the reason why this has become a, a big deal lately is because on November 30th, I believe it was November 30th or December 1st, one of the two, basically within that time frame, ChatGPT3 uh, uh, or ChatGPT was released. Now, all this means basically, is that there was this framework created by this company called OpenAI for AI, natural language processing in some capacity, data that was pulled and, and fed up to, but it was put into a conversational style that you and I, as normal individuals, could interact with. A chat function, just like you go onto a website and you, you know, maybe a little bot says, hey, what are your questions? If you haven't tried it out, I highly recommend you can't you do if you can actually get in. So I wasn't one of the first one million users, which was also a new precedent that it ever had been set. It was the first thing to ever have a million users from the launch date. So within five days it had one million users. I think the previous existing one was it Pinterest at 21 days, I believe. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty it was pretty wild. And the reason why was because it just it just did things that boggled the mind. Uh, not to say that there weren't other tools out there that you could quite honestly do some of these things with already. It's just that it took it in a way that was just rather shocking. So you would say, hey, write me an outline for a book on productivity in 13 steps. And it would do that. And you looked at the 13 bullet points, you'd be like, wow, that's like really good. And then you could say, hey, write me an intro paragraph for each one of those sections. And it would do that. And then you could basically create chapters and write a book in the period of about like an afternoon at the most. I mean, that's how revolutionary this was. Uh, because it was just, it just took something that. <laughs> 
made it conversational, right? That's basically the way to say it. You could, you could interact with it. It would talk to you and things of this nature. Okay. Now, wh- why is this a big deal? Because essentially now what you're able to do is you're able to go in and say, hey, could you create me uh, a way to talk about blank in the voice of Joe Rogan or, you know, the voice of, I, mean, I guess we can just go political, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Obama. I mean, you could just go down any road you want here and it would it would rewrite the content it had created for you in that if you hadn't already prefaced it to do that in the first place. It's amazing. It is amazing. Or you can say take very complex subjects. Uh, the one that everybody keeps talking about is like quantum physics. Uh, tell me quantum physics. Tell me about quantum physics if I was a fifth grader type of thing. And then you could say, all right, and I'll do that in the voice of Joe Rogan. <laughs> I did that, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Basically, it has taken all this information and put it in a way that it can work off of and create based on what you tell it you want it to do. It it puts you in the capability of, you know, it's limited by your imagination, essentially. That's that's what it's essentially limited by, (laughs) is your imagination, as well as its data set. Currently, right now, it was up to date with somewhere in 2021, which I'll get to a little later as far as its limitations. But still, it is shocking what it can do. Uh, that is that is an understatement. It is free. It's in its kind of beta form right now. That's why it's free. However, I will say right now, due to the fact that so many people using it, and I've not heard the up-to-date numbers, but I'm guess I don't know how many millions it is now. But I haven't even been able to log in lately because it says it's we're we have too much of a load right now on our servers. We can't let you in. So whenever that becomes a paid platform, I'm sure I'll be signing up to to test that out a bit further. I kind of hope they do that sometime sooner than later, to be honest, just so that we all can work with it, better understand it in a more reliable way and hopefully, quite frankly, a scalable way for them as a company. I think that's also important because everything right now is free. Now, don't get me wrong. They're getting a bunch of data. They're getting a lot of people to test this out and get them to get it to ask a bunch of questions. And the first things that I've run into when I've told my clients about this is like, well, how does this impact me? And that's a great question. (laughs) That is a great, great question. The answer is, is we still don't know yet. We, we, We still don't know. A lot of people have talked about this being a Google search killer. I find some truth to that, but I also don't see that completely yet. And I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen in 2023. We'll get more into that once again later. But essentially, it should be noted there are going to be the disruptions are going to be in these things where you'll be able to ask it for directions on how to do why, and it just spits it out for you and walks you through the process. And I'm not sure right now what that's limited to. Uh, the reason why that's also scary is because, and why they're having to put limitations on it, is because you can ask it to do crazy scenarios. You know, somebody got around the safeguards and demonstrated the fact that it asked them, you know, how can you destroy the world for under $100,000 or something like that? It was just wild. Uh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> okay. That's not a good thing. And this is why this AI is at times concerning. And because of that, and because of what then it ends up doing, the, the creators of these AI systems put limitations on it. 
which then does limit its capacity for itself to help you in creation and or creation itself. Uh, some people have stated that the outputs from OpenAI, this chat GPT, from when it started in December, early December, are not as good as they are now here in January just because of the fact that there's just been additional safeguards put in place that has limited its creativity. Now, whether or not that's true or not, I can totally see how that would just be a natural byproduct of trying to rein it in and not have it just be this open-ended thing that can just pull from all this information and and basically be told, you know, give instructions on how to do things that are not good. (laughs) And that's the other part of it. It's a machine. I heard a recent discussion on Joe Rogan with somebody uh, about that movie X... Ex Machina or Ex Machina, something like that. And in that in that video, just to bring everybody up to speed on what that video was that uh, video was about, just in case you didn't watch it or need reminding, that video was about basically this guy who comes to this creator who builds these robots that look extremely human like, uh, and he makes one that looks a lot like a girl. And basically, this guy kind of falls for this girl and then one time like when the power goes off accident she kind of tells him like oh he you know my creator is abusive to me all this sorts of stuff it's it's kind of distorted i know but he basically falls for this falls for this kind of ai looking robot that's a girl or ai robot that's a girl and in the end she basically destroys everything and just walks out and the main takeaway from that was just at the end of the day that this is still a machine. Like, it has no emotions. Even though when it when you're in, engaging with it, it's hard not to sometimes feel emotions, especially when you're telling it to create emotional context and words in writing copy maybe for ads or writing a book outline or maybe, quite frankly, creating music. Another shocking one that I have seen is there was a praise and worship guy that I saw who asked it to create a worship song, and it did. And then he asked it to give it the chords, and it did. Uh, my, my mind is still wrestling with that one, because that seems pretty wild to me. The fact that it could create a song with chords. So I still don't know how I think about all that, <laughs> quite frankly, but that's the level of capability this this AI has. And we all have to kind of have to realize like this isn't slowing down. This is, people will say this is version one. This is true. This is version one of this chat interaction of it. But GPT-3, based on what I believe is the number, this would, that's basically kind of the third version. So, With all that being said, all the capabilities I've just told you about that probably seem a little mind-blowing, what what are some things that I have uh, taken note of? Number one, Google isn't going anywhere right now. It just isn't. If you want to search for the local pizza place, you're still going to have to go on Google. Uh, just, Just for the fact of the data sets. And without, you know, I guess I thought I would be talking this later, but let's just dive into that right now. There's a massive limitation with AI right now in this capacity. It's been brought up to date by 2021. 
there was a platform out there that you've probably seen ads of potentially called Jasper.ai. Honestly, a pretty great platform. If I'm honest, it's pretty good. Uh, I have been a user of that. I'm not currently. I'll maybe get into that in the next episode. <laughs> but uh, but a good, pretty good platform to help you create ad copy, blog posts, in some capacity, let me clarify. <laughs> it could use a lot of improvement on that front, I feel like. But still, nonetheless, it was an AI tool that helped you create things, it helped you speed up the process pretty quickly. ChatGPT3 does it in, a, I think, probably a pretty quick manner that's even better than that overall. But either way, both of those platforms had a situation where the data they pulled, Jasper was, I think, early 2020, prior to the pandemic. Uh, ChatGPT3 had the data set pulled from 2021. And I was tele- talking, to some, talking to this with somebody the other day. The problem with that is that when you are utilizing it to create things, you are still limited to the data set it has. Now, if there's anything that we know, especially when it comes to news and events, is things happen rather quickly. And, you know, in Jasper's case, the pandemic alone changed everything. So, if you will, if your data set does not include COVID, like that's kind of a problem. It's one that you can work around knowing that, but if that makes sense, it has no record of that ever existing. And therefore, it will impact its creation. Now, I don't know if they've gotten more updated data set. I'm guessing that's probably the case. If they haven't, they probably need to do that soon. (laughs) Um, But in the case of, let's say, ChatGPT3, that was the case. They did have some of the pandemic, but it's based on 2021. Now, we know more about things from 2021 than we do in 2023 now than we did back in 2021. Uh, The big one that I would say that is just kind of glaringly obvious to me is the fact that in 2021, overall, things were picking up and it was going crazy. Uh, Money was being printed. Money was being spent. It was the the world was kind of going gangbusters a little bit, getting out of the pandemic a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> then what happened? I mean, just think, that's what the data set sped up to, 2021. Then what happens? Well, towards the end of 2021, the stock market starts to go down. Things start to tighten pretty quickly. And by February, there's a war between Ukraine and Russia, and that starts impacting supply. And everybody goes from this mindset of kind of spending money, all those sorts of things, to is there going to be a recession and by the by the way, not to get too political here, but recession itself, itself seems to be kind of one of those terms that uh, I don't know. No one can quite give you the right answer as to what a true recession is. Whatever definition we were using three years ago doesn't seem to be quite the one we're using now. Hey, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there, okay? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I do find that funny. So in other words, these AI tools that were have a data set of a certain snapshot in time do not have the current snapshot in time. And because of that, the information that they tell you or the information they create can be wrong. I, I think that's just the, way, the best way to put it. Right? That's the reality. So 
Just remember that when you're using the, a tool like that or when you're testing that tool out, there's a good chance it's probably right and probably amazing and everything is working probably good. But at the same time, there is a strong chance that that data set that it's pulling from is limited. Limited to. Okay, here's, here, here's the other limitations with AI. It, sense, it senses. It's a machine. It's not a human. It writes for humans many times, but it's not a human itself. Now, why is that important? Because it, as far as I know, even though the music one is wild to me, and it really does boggle the mind, uh, the, a good example is, um, oh man, please help us if that happens, is it can't taste, right? I mean, think about that for a second. The AI cannot taste things. You know, sh- a food judge is ironically kind of got a strong lock in place because an AI will never be able to taste, at least that I'm aware of, okay? I reserve the right that I could be wrong, but as far as we can tell right now, not a possibility. Not a possibility. It doesn't know emotions. And because of that, it doesn't know how to maybe do reviews on certain things. It might give you the reviews of other things it's collected from its data set, but those reviews are having to be based on individual users, which goes back to a reason why people call keep calling this the Google killer. And in some aspects, I think there may be some truth to that. But the problem is that it's more like a hyper, you know, Siri in, than anything to me. Because it's still got to pull its data from somewhere. And where is it pulling its data from? The internet. Well, who keeps up to date on the internet the best? Google does. Google, Google, Google. It's not just news that has to be updated from time to time. It's things that we've always thought were, you know, were true. That just, that uh, have new information added to it new products that just never were around three years ago, things of this nature, that is something that these AI tools currently, let me be very clear, are very limited to. Like it's, they do not know about a a brand new TV or anything of this nature that was released in January of 2023. There's nothing there for that. There isn't. Uh, There's a tool out there we'll talk about next week uh, called Write Sonic and has something called Chat Sonic, which feels a lot like GPT-3, but it can pull from Google updates from Google itself. That might be able to tell you some of that information. But still, it is it is limited in, in some aspect. So that's that's like the that's like the one of the main things that AI just will not ever be able to overcome. Is the t- I feel like the timing of things and how the user is looking at things. If in 2021, everything seemed like it was going back to normal, and now you're in 2023, and there's still a war going on, you're unsure of what, you know, <laughs> how the economy is going to go compared to you were in 2021, even though there's probably some fears then, it's a different feel. People are thinking differently. The AI is creating things in the mindset of 2021 versus January of 2023. And obviously, there's things in certain months that might change everything moving forward beyond that. So that is where AI hits a limitation. Uh, 
in some capacity. Now, there is something that is coming, though, this year with OpenAI and ChatGPT that is exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time. So work with me here as I do this analogy. If I had video, I would show this to you. But imagine you get a fountain pop from your local gas station or fast food place. They hand it to you. Maybe it's a Diet Coke. That's my, that's my jam. All right. They give you the straw, and then there's the actual container that the beverage has, with, and you look at the lid. Okay, so look at the diameter of the straw. This is, this is the, probably the best example I can give for this. That diameter represents the data set that ChatGPT3 was built off of, okay? The data that it was pulling from, the diameter of that straw. ChatGPT4, or GPT4, is coming. That data set is the size of your lid, In other words, it's uh, it feels exponentially more information. So what does that mean? Honestly, it's so new, we don't know. But there have been some people who have had, had it demonstrated to them. And the at this point, I feel like rumors, more than anything, are scary in a way. It can create a 60,000-page book a 60,000-word book with one prompt. That's wild. That is wild. However, I'm pretty confident of this. If chat, GPT, OpenAI, this version, this beta version that you can kind of sign up for free right now still, is free, the next one won't be, at least not for, for long. It can't afford to be. I, the resources I have been told for it to do its give you the information that you want or that you're asking it for is 10 to 100 times more uh, task uh, or energy used than for somebody to do a Google search. So if you think about that, that is difficult to be scalable and free. Currently, there is not really a good business model yet outside of people building their platforms on it and or going to be eventually paying them directly to use their platform. That will come. I'm sh I'm sure of it. Uh, people are pretty confident that there's going to be a good business model here eventually. Microsoft has invested $1 billion, is looking to do another $10 billion. I'm pretty confident they feel like this could be very helpful for their search engine that they own called Bing. If you haven't heard of that one, so there you go. You might see the rise of Bing again and or this included into their Microsoft products like Word. Imagine that. Uh, spreadsheets, anyone? How about you're curious about how to do X, Y, and Z with a formula? You just ask it and it says, oh, we'll do this for you. And it does. I can see that coming. I can see that coming. Either way, this is a position for them to have a increased market share of the future with AI that would be beneficial for them. I think they're going to win in the end on this. OpenAI is, like I said, with ChatGPT4 coming, I don't know what that means completely, but it seems amazing what it will be able to do. 
And yeah, we still don't know. In the end, we still don't know what all this means yet. And that is why I will keep you up to date on this as I learn more. And up to date is what I'm telling my clients on this too. Uh, it's it's just one of those things that you need to be aware of and to watch closely. And over time, you'll begin to hear people talk about it more and more. And the only thing is that eventually it will have to no longer be free, at least for a certain amount of uh, usages. It will need to become more of a paid platform. I don't know how else they're going to be able to scale appropriately when right now you can't even use their service, usually because there's so many people using it already for free. So anyways, that's what I wanted to tell you. I'll give you an update on. It is a wild and fun ride of the open AI chat GPT experience. But what does this mean for 2023 is still a little bit of a mystery. And if anybody feels like they have the answer to that, I really question that. I think there's some general ideas of where things go. The disruption already is probably for some copywriters. I wouldn't say all of them. People who write copy for a living, this is probably going to affect them at some point in time. If not with this version, ChatGPT4 seems like a pretty, pretty big one. But at the same time, in the right hands, you can use it to only improve what you do even more. So some people will just win in exponential ways because the tool will allow them to do things that they, you know, 10x their output versus anything. I think of that song example you know imagine think of your favorite artist going in there and creating more and more content and creating potentially songs with you know telling them the chords that it should try to use either way it will speed things up and because of this it will also be impacting google it's going to be making Google be a little bit more uh, wary and have to adapt itself. So Google's products and experience will probably be changing this year as well. And we'll keep you up to date on that too because the reports are is they're a little bit nervous behind closed doors as to what this what this all means for their for their world. All right. So that being said, Thank you all for coming out and listening. If you haven't done it already, I highly recommend seeing if you can create an account and trying out ChatGPT3. Just go to just type into Google <laughs> Chat <laughs> um, ChatGPT uh, OpenAI, and you'll get to the right link. So there you go. There you go, Google. Gave you a little shout out. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening to Funnels, Clicks, and Conversions. My name is Peter Otto. If you found me online and stuck it all the way through, thank you. For those of you in your car, I hope you make it to your destination. And for those of you who are running or biking or whatever distance type exercise you're doing, I hope you finish that mile. And until next time, everyone, <laughs> keep moving forward, and we'll, we'll see you next week.